0: Joey here, good day all listeners. You're listening to Eagle Nation. Welcome
1: to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter
2: so you never miss an episode.
1: Well you just heard from uh, Yoey at the start of the show I uh, saw him and a few other boys down at the Waffle game but we'll talk about the Waffle uh, later in the show but let's get straight into short questions without notice. Have you seen a sub rule this th- season so far?
2: I still don't like the sub rule I think it's already getting exploited um, you look at what the Pies did a couple of weeks back saying oh the play went out with gastro, that could be a pre-planned thing you know what I mean and just if it's able to be used
0: for things
1: like that. It's just so easily manipulated.
0: So why don't they just make it twenty three? Yeah, I don't mind it. I, I don't like the rotation. I'll be honest. I don't like the rotations. The less rotations, I think. The le- I think less rotations is going to ruin some clubs at the end of the year.
1: Why don't they just make it a sub rule? Mm. And you can use it if you want, and don't yeah. like they did when the initial sub rule come in. You got twenty three people on there. Like uh, Jones was the sub for West Coast. Um, he didn't play, so he went and played the Waffle next the next day. Uh, so, why don't you just make it a sub rule and you can use it for anything you want.
2: I don't understand the point of it at all. It's an even playing field. Yeah. Both teams don't have a sub. What's no. the issue? Yeah, well, it's yeah. Either, either have it or you
1: don't. the injury. So, yeah, either have it or you don't. Yeah,
0: look, actually, it failed Collingwood on Friday. Yeah, night exactly. Because they lost um, Howe and Dagoe and within about five minutes of each other. Yeah. So, one sub came on they were still one player short for the night. That's it.
1: All right, on the, uh, Eagles, list who? Who do you reckon would be the next Brownlow medalist? Will we have one? Um, we have we got one on the list?
2: Yeah, you, you got to see. You can't pick your favourite player. You can't pick your best player. Cut the backs out. Cut the forwards out. It has to be a midfielder. Yep. Sheed and Kelly uh, poll very like were the two leading poll getters mm-hmm. last year. Uh, Kelly has been known, you know, finished what top three before in the Brownlow, so it'd have to be Kelly. And that's not saying he's our best player. That's yeah. saying he's the most. Would
1: he be leading it this year?
0: I think she'd be. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, I think she would be. I would have said Gaff, but
1: no. He who start. in the comp? And this is surprising because I've been listening to a few podcasts this week and they're talking about who's leading at the moment. And if you go onto the AFL Brownlow Predictor, who do you thinks leading?
2: Well, I've heard yeah. money, but I'd, I'd put money on uh, Petrucca right
1: now. I'd, I'd put Petrucca, but they reckon I'd put, Monday. I'd put Bond bon and Pelly on there myself. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. There's going yeah. to be um, like I said. It's always the midfielders. Um, yeah. We did say Tex Walker, first few games, probably would have got a few votes, but he's starting to peter out. Um, and that, we're talking about rule changes, the kicking distance. It, it, I'm watching this game and you see these 10-metre kicks. Some of them are 7 metres, they get paid a mark. Mm. Some are over 10 metres and they're getting pl- told to play on. Do you just make it 20-metre kick for a, uh, a legitimate I, kick? I, I think
0: 10 metres too short.
1: Yeah, so 20 it's meters It's That's
0: got to be 15 to 20 because... You see some of those kicks, though. A, a guy will mark, he'll, he'll take the kick, there's a guy on the mark, and he'll pass to the guy, teammate teammate who was next to the guy on the mark, and no, Joe, he's only about... He's no more than 10 metres away from there. Yeah,
1: he'll it's... The it's sh- I, was, I, don't,
0: I don't
1: like it. I've been watching a lot of games, and it just, com- just astounds me some of the kicks that have been mm-hmm. caught marks, and then ones that should be are getting called play on it. It's just... Seems really weird to me, and I think it's something they need to look at, especially when there's a lot more 45 degree kicks.
2: Well, I don't like rule change for the sake of rule changes. I can leave it alone. What we're talking about is umpire mis- mistakes. They've just got to get better at it. You know what I mean? If they, if, as far as I know, if they think it's too short, mm. go with that instinct. Don't deliberate and say, "I'll play the mark." If you think that's too short, call play on straight yeah. away and get the ball because they want the ball moving anyway.
1: But if it's 20 meters, you have to kick 20 meters, and everyone knows what yeah, 20 meters is. But you know what I mean? Everyone knows what one metre yeah. is. The thing is, as soon as it hits
2: 20, then we'll have the
1: same issue. It's
2: just slightly under 20 metres, you yeah. know, they're playing it shorter under that. I'll you know, it's it's up to the umpires to get better at what they it's do. It's hard to
0: judge because you don't know. I can't remember who it was, but you'd love to know who the player is receiving it. Yeah. Like, if it's um, little Joey Smith, who's in his first game, probably play on. But if it's Selwood... They say, "Oh yeah, there's a mark. It must be ten yeah. meters." Yeah. yeah, I'd like to see that, but I, even, I don't pay enough attention to that.
1: Yeah. What was the game of the round for you guys?
2: Well, I um, love watching my own team play. So, yeah.
1: beside the Eagles, um, did you, did you watch much footy? I watched I, a bit.
2: I I did. There wasn't really a standout game to me this year. Yeah. Uh, this this um, round, sorry, like the Swans GWS... Maybe, but it's more the close finishes. Like Adelaide Mm. frey wasn't a great game, but it was another close finish towards the end. So you give Mm. the tick to those times. If the actual game itself
1: is not good, don't want to watch cats playing their Mm. horrid. I thought the Sydney
0: game was probably the best game I saw.
1: Yeah, the games I saw. I fought Sydney, and really, if Higgy doesn't get injured, they don't lose that game Mm. because Higgy wouldn't have tapped the ball to that area. No. Um, That was. What loss in the game? That was one of the worst taps I've seen in that area. He just don't do it at any time, not with a minute to go. Yeah. Um, and you know, you're just bad setting up from Swans, and they cost him a game. And GDF, GWS got a win, so against the grain. So good on them. All right, let's get and talk about our game uh, that we played against Collingwood. It's
0: the final siren.
1: Well, this game at the start was hyped up to be looking like Collingwood would come over here with nothing to lose. And they got off to a really good start, but in the end it was the Eagles by, uh, I think it was 27 points, 16 7, 103 to 11 10. Uh, the goals for West Coast Darling 5, Allen 5, Sheed 3 in 2 minutes, uh, Brandy, Kelly, and Kennedy. And for Collingwood, Moore 3, two junk time goals there, Grundy. McCleary in his th- third game, I think it was. My Meyer-che- check two goals, kicked two goals, five I think. Yeah. Um, So, you know, bad kicking's bad footy. Um, well, we got to go. We'll just talk about the Eagles straight away. Jack Darling and Oscar, mate, that was brilliant mm-hmm. to be at the ground, and you were there, Dan, so you would have seen um, brilliant pressure up forward, and Oscar was grabbing everything.
2: Mm. Yeah, I love it. That I had them two best on ground. You know me for. Uh, forward gets five goals. I like to give them the points because everyone always focuses on the midfield and possessions, yeah. but goals is a very important state in our game, and that was clunking everywhere. And and, and it, it always comes back to the question: Is our Premiership window closing? What's going to happen when JK retires? Or but we see these young players, and I know Darling's not young, but the next tier is already there. Mm. If JK doesn't fire. Darling can fire. Yeah. If Darling doesn't fire, Oscar can fire, and we've still got a, another couple of ones in Brander and Waterman. Waterman didn't yet, have man. it, so the depth's already there in the forward line, and it was just great to see.
0: I thought Jack could have kicked ten, to be honest. He dropped a lot of marks. Yeah. <laughs> he, a lot of mark. There was a couple of there was the ones who normally Mark, and I don't know whether he must have thought the pressure was behind him, but and he wasn't that far out, so he could have kicked a lot more than he did, but. I reckon we play so much better. When he plays at centre forward. in Leeds, right up the top of that ground, he's just... Yeah, he's better up the ground. Opens the whole game up for us and then, um, obviously, coming back through. The big question, Mark... or well, you know, the great thing... Oh, sorry, big question, Mark. I'll go on that a bit later, but is the great thing this weekend is that is, you know, our defence. had 71 marks between them in the defensive half. And um, Josh Rothen was the leader. Fifteen. The Seventy-one, Duggan I, had thirteen. I know. I know they do a lot of going across the ground, but still, not I would say the seventy-one. There wouldn't have been half of them that went across the ground. I reckon they were good yep. defensive marks, and I reckon great. that was just I well. Know, that, that's just our yeah, defence is going super well.
1: Our forward line was great, mm, yes. but I'm going to put this question to you now. The Magpies in the first quarter had Grundy kick two goals, mm. and they'd put Darcy Moore up forward which he's been... I think he got pressured to put him up forward because in the press all week they're saying, um, Collingwood aren't flary enough. They don't, they don't take the game on. They don't put this person there. And they were talking about Moore going up forward. And a lot of critics were saying, why would you put Moore up forward against a tall side like the Eagles? Now, going into that game off, we're going in two tour. Mm. First quarter, you're sitting there going, oh, well, yeah, it is working. Moore's up forward. But when Howe goes down... That coaching move to not put Darcy Moore back to the forward line was just working into our hands. Yeah. Simo must have been licking his lips going, how easy is this going to be? Yeah. And, you know, and like I said, you um, he got three goals, but one of them was when the game was done, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was probably one of the worst decisions I've ever seen at an opposition coach do, mm-hmm. when you got an all-Australian half-back wasting his time in the forward line, where they didn't even see it for about 15 minutes at one stage.
2: Well, I... I actually like the move. I think he persists with it. I think... Um, yeah, but not... I'll, when Because how goes why, down. Yeah, but I'll explain why. Okay, he's been playing back the first, you know, all season. They're not no. winning games. Did you know... Uh, and a, a lot's been made of, Did you know he's first for marks against in the competition more? Did you know he's ranked first for disposals against in the competition? Did you know he's marked first at uncontested um, marks and possessions against? So... Players are actually hurting more on the rebound. Because he's a good contested mark, the, they blow him up in Victoria. I'll tell you what, Barras is in way better form because he's locking down his defender, mm. even Gov. He's not a defensive defender at all. And to leak so many possessions, to leak so many marks, you're not doing a very good job as defending. So, yeah, send him forward. If your flattering stat is you're a great mark, do it. Nick, what did he do? He kicked three goals? Did he
1: then? So yeah, three goals. One Three goals. One at the end of and, the game.
2: And I think persist with it. You you haven't been winning with him down back. Your biggest problem is you can't kick a big score. And their score on the week of 70-plus is probably quite one of their biggest scores for the yeah. year. Even run. though... Even so though I can try You can always move him back later if it fails, but I think...
1: Even though those stats are damning, and I agree, but I still would have chucked him back. Mm. Especially when you've got an Eagles potent line of... Three tours. Kennedy kicks two. Um, it, to me, it was just they must have been loving it. And Oscar was grabbing everything, but he yeah. said Jack wasn't. Jack's got to work on his mark, and I don't know what yeah. it is.
0: No, he's still... Don't no, get me wrong. No, he I, did some I, good yeah, things. Some really, yeah, a great game. I, I'm, I'm really... You know, I'll I'm, I'm be right out there with this. I'm really disappointed with Jamie Cripps at the moment. Really disappointed. I've been for a long time. But do
1: we know what his role is? Well, I
0: don't know. To me, he, he, he looked like...
1: He's to me, he... His game, from what I saw the last time at Optus, he played higher up on the half-forward line and he didn't go in. And I don't know, it really surprised me because seeing he was probably the main small, mm. I thought he would have been at the feet more yeah. going in. But he just stayed back up in that half-forward line. And I was, and I said to Dan I was going to watch him off the ball a bit because the week before, last time, I, he didn't, wasn't accountable. Mm. He did run with his man nearly all night. So maybe that's why he was there to be. I don't know. You know how we
0: sometimes don't know the roles? I I just thought, we know Liam Ryan, who's our number one key little man in the forward line. To me, he would be the next one in to step into that. Well, that's what
1: my thought was. But
0: he stayed on that high half-foot. I I can only look for him. I looked on TV, but I just thought he's just running around in circles. But I've said this for a while, and I, I went to the Port game, and he did play well that night. But I've said since he signed his contract, new contract last year, I have hardly seen him do a thing. That's my opinion.
2: (laughs) I do agree in the aspect that that small forward is still our biggest weakness right Mm. now, I feel. Mm. Uh, Even with the injuries to Shui and Yo in the midfield, our midfield, apart from the quarter and a half from the Saints game, is still ticking over, so to speak. But we just about it. We've had Langdon there. We've had Jones there. We've had mm. Petch there. We've got Cripps there. We've had Ryan there. We really are a winder there. You know, we really yeah. have just been trying to turn these pays over mm. there. No one's really stabbing their foot on no. it. Obviously, Ryan would still better. Peter Chali
1: did, but then he Bart's got injured. Last
2: game, yeah, it was very unlucky. But speaking of space, this remind me. I really liked Brandon's yeah, game disposal wise. Yeah. Oh, sorry,
1: I did yeah. No, no, you, glad yeah, like, you did. Because. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's You've spot. told
2: me watch what players do when you actually go to a game live. Yeah. Watch what they do off the ball. Mm. He puts himself and he runs into so many good positions. He wasn't used a lot. Mm. Um, but he was running to the best positions. And he still ended up with 18 and a goal on the wing, which is pretty good yeah. for a young kid. Less than 50 games is a pretty good result. But he's worth everything And he just, to me, had such a good game that you wouldn't have noticed as much on TV. Oh, he was I, I could yeah, played well. I he, honestly, Wayne, he put himself gave, in so many good a, spots. I gave him a yeah.
0: mention in the unlucky in the votes. Yep. You know, yeah. Because yeah. I thought...
1: Oh, uh, yeah, and Dan's right. Because he was... he was Sometimes he was running through the guts and people just... We weren't looking at him, Got or they. Him. Yes. It's either he's not loud enough, or they just didn't see him, or. But he was putting himself in the right positions, and you keep doing that, mate. They call him Pig. Keep doing that, and you're
0: going to go. He's going to be good. It reminds me a lot of Mitchell White back in when Mitchell White yep. first started. It was very much my Why is he getting a game? You know, Mitchell White became one of our real top line players over the years. I just still Perhaps think reminds me of him a lot.
1: I still thought we were a bit too tall, but let's mm. Redden Jack Redden. That's probably. 37 disposal and 6 clearance. That's the best game he's played for the Not Eagles. That's his best but game statistically ever. At, yeah. For the Eagles. Um, he was brilliant. And I had one person to me say, so I didn't know. I said, were well, you watching the same game, man? He was everywhere. He was in and under. He yes. was get And he was chucking them out. Uh, look, Gaffey, 38, with five inside 50s, probably didn't get the plaudits because all these other guys were having great games. It was so hard to get votes because such an even game. Um, Tim Kelly had 27 disposed was in seven clearances, and that was with his jumper being held for three quarters yeah. of the night. Now, it, fun boys cannot see pe- players getting held.
0: Well, there is something wrong there. In the, in the first quarter, in the first quarter, the goalie, no Joe, he had hold of Dom Sheed every time that yep. bounce down went on. He had hold of him every time, right. and I'm thinking, why isn't he? Even my wife said, why isn't Dom Sheed getting a kick here? She could even see
1: it. Uh, it was and it was it was really frustrating. Yeah. Um, and then Pendlebury got Howard once, and he got a free kick. And I said, F- honestly, you know, if you're a big name, you get it. But if you're, a, you know, you're a name here, but you're not a big name, you're just getting. I oh know we can. He can get through it. and He'll make his way through it. So Simo should have come out and said at the end of the game, you know, why are we not getting free kicks yeah. for getting? And that's what you got to do. You got to highlight it. I, I thought in that first
0: quarter. We didn't have our eyes lowered enough. Witherden, our fullback, was, wasn't was doing the short kicks. He was kicking long and he turned it over a fair bit.
1: Yeah, Gov gave him a spray at the start, yeah. but after
0: that spray, and, he was brilliant. And Redden's first quarter, he actually yeah. turned the. Buzz, I actually made a note on the TNG. I said, he's getting some kicks, but he's turning it over. But after that, they must have got a message. They got lower the eyes, and all of a sudden, Witherden lowered his eyes, doing a bung of hern coming out of the back line. It was brilliant. Uh, Redden lowered his eyes getting into to the next player you know um, Liam Duggan lowered his eyes every time they got the ball out it was going to a player well I said
2: and I didn't like saying because I was so upbeat about it and talked about it the beginning of the podcast about uh, Duggan in the midfield and training in the midfield last week um, we actually said it, it failed to me he's got to go back mm. and he went back and he had his best game to be honest his best game he's played for the that yeah. game was so great coming out of that back line. I really loved his game. But that's the thing, there wasn't one it was a real hard game to give votes to, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. Like, and like, a question. Um and with and he's, he's not Hearn, but it's what we needed with Hearn down, wasn't it?
0: was composed. He was so yeah. good. Like it was very composed. He's low as those eyes. Yeah. He was he's a brilliant he's
1: a brilliant kick. I know Dan's gonna love this, but in the first half the guy did He was getting tagged. But if you're a Collingwood supporter you're probably sitting there going, Sheed. And three goals in two minutes. How does a player get three goals in two minutes in the same freaking spot? Like, what a fr- in the ouch. same yeah. I'm not kidding you, in the same twenty meter radius, he kicked three goals. Yeah. Now, to me it's either bad coaching or the players aren't accountable. Now, I don't know if they cross to the I should go back and have a look at this. I don't know if they crossed to Nathan and Buckley, but I bet you he wouldn't have been happy about that.
2: Well, I think because that
1: sealed it, he shut the door. I, I just love what, he shut the door.
2: I just love what Wayne said because the hard tag went on to Kelly, mm. but they were very mindful. It was more a team tag against yeah. Sheep. They did, and I think it was more great coaching by Simo. He realised they're all targeting. Um, sheet and then as soon as Ade uh, went down they they almost put a full on defensive role on him. Mm. He only had 13 disposals in the first half and they were very ineffective disposals. They mm. weren't good ones. Then he's like, right right so you got to target him or just rest him forward for a sec, which was great coaching and that's sometimes how you get the shackles off. He comes out the second half, kicks three goals, has 15 disposals and a lot more effective disposals. He really did set that game alight. Yeah. And I said to um, Tom that I love that when a player is getting tagged. Yep that sometimes they lower, like it's happened to you Neal mm. a lot at the beginning of the year and he's a bit hurt. But they lower their eyes. They, they just, they don't fight out of it.
0: I yeah. found she did and that was such a courageous effort. My, my big thing in today's footy is, and I've told you guys so much. could be, being a defensive person myself. Bloody
1: defenders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I find that, and, and I blame the coaches. I, I don't so much blame the players. I just don't find that the players are, are accountable to the or player. They've got... Every team has got a player who's going to mark, and who's going to be that man who's going to drift across. Now, to me, on the weekend, Majacek and, and Moore got five goals. They got five goals fired between them. To me, that's not good for me. To a team that dominated in that, especially that second, and third quarter. To me, and then everyone's going to say, and then someone tried to him. Well, Rotham was on it, so no, Rotham wasn't on. Rotham actually had to come and cover him because Gov's running over the other side to try and get the intercept mark. This is how it all works now. So there's players that are not accountable to a player as much as, they, as you... Like back... We always talk about... It
1: is changing, but...
0: We all talk about between Gov and Gapovich, yeah. who's the best. And I don't. Think you can compare them because they're both champion players... In Jacko's day, it was one on one at centre The track. intercepts down are forward.
1: intercepts are down ten percent on last year. Yeah, so at, it is changing slowly. Today's
0: game is all about interception marking and and running on and attacking. From attacking, attacking the fence. But, yeah, but it like, is so
1: it's. its they yeah, It depends on who you're playing, I guess. Um, the courageous,
2: like that's something like the way Gov runs back with the fly of the ball
1: oh, is so oh, dangerous that for that his
2: health so... and. It's so great the way he does that. Somebody, I've, I've got so, mark, so much respect for
1: him. Somebody asked me today. Up, man. Somebody asked me today, why do brass and Gov mark instead of spore? And I go because I can. Mm.
0: Yeah,
1: it's yeah. a simple thing. It's because I can. They back themselves in. they have a good league. And mm. and nine times out of ten, you're going to back them in. Mm. And the one that it doesn't, it probably costs us. But you're going to back them in. I'll quickly before we get on to uh, our waffle wrap. Jordan Nagoe and Jeremy Howe, they were big blows. So was it were they big blows that cost them the game? Or was it no. West no, Coast is too good over, over the I'll, four quarters? I'll
0: give my view right now about Jordan Goey. He's the most overrated, overpaid footballer in the AFL. Collingwood should have done that. should have kept Trelaw, should have kept Stevenson, yep. because should have kept Phillips and got rid of him and traded him or do whatever they had to do because I don't see that I see that guy as the laziest footballer he cost him the 2018 grand final when he didn't chase yep. Governor out of the full forward three weeks ago I watched him in a game he's standing on the offensive side of a boundary throw in, in the 50 metre arc of an opposition team and he's standing on his side on no one thinking he's going to get the tap he's supposed to be on the ball the ball went over went to a free man and they went and scored I would just say mate go and find yourself another club he's a He's overweight and he's lazy. But Gary Lyon... He does look overweight. I thought the same overweight. thing he's on the week. Gary
1: Lyon calls him one and four. There's one and oh,
0: four. I, one and four. So I, call one in I call him one in ten. You know, I'll, so... I've openly said that in TNG and on other uh, football thing. He plays one good game in ten. Everyone thinks he's a champion. Right, But so right. two good games in a season.
1: Got a couple of minutes left here on the end of this segment. Nick Natnui probably had his pants down in the first half, but in the second half of forty-four back, how did you see his game?
2: Uh... Again, I spoke to Tom, and I, I gave him 7 out of 10. Um, it was a pass, but he's there's games where he almost carries you with his mm. clearances. And that. He had
1: seven clearances himself, That's second highest for the game. I thought, I thought, the I game. thought, I thought yeah. it was eight, but sorry. I yeah. It was second was right. highest for the um, game.
2: And this, the thing with Nick Nanui is he's the perfect glass-half-empty glass-half-full mm. player, isn't he? What he does well, he does very well and better mm. than anyone in the comp. Yeah. And it was very... I'll probably give Grundy the marks over just because of those two goals, yep. right? But that was the difference in the game. Grundy will get a few more disposals, mm. but Nick Nat's going to get the clearances. Grundy only had one clearance for yeah. that entire game. And it's like, well, we're the number one scoring team once it goes inside 50. So for us, clearances, especially centre clearances, are so important. So Nick Nat to our structure, is one of the most important yeah. the Well,
1: sport. we improved on last week's game. We had no goals from the centre. In the game against St Kilda, and we had six or seven from the centre this yeah. this game. So I just thought he, he took a while to get into it, but once he got into it, yeah. his influence had, sort of went with our Grundy game.
0: Grundy a fraction ahead of him. Yeah. Of sorry, his,
2: do you think it was those two goals?
0: Oh, I Understand. thought his first his first quarter he, oh, yeah. he took everyone down. He he took himself down the forward line, and Nick didn't follow him. And I thought the start of the second last quarter on the sorry on in the last quarter, the start of last quarter, Grundy really took over again. Collingwood had kicked a quick three goals. I thought, here we go, there's another bloody onslaught. But the bloke I want to take my hat off, but I thought Nick did pretty well in between there. But the bloke I want to take my hat off to in that middle thing was, I know we were all bagged him, was Nathan Vardy. If you watch it very carefully on the um, the clearances, when the, as soon as the ruck went up, Vardy straight away just ran straight into. He didn't win the ruck knife, he went straight into a Grundy and on the ground he went straight into him, stopped him, so he wouldn't, couldn't run off. Yeah, I saw him do that a few times. He did, a lot, did that a lot and he got no stats, and we all said. Yeah,
1: well, he needs he like, need to do a bit more than that just to stay yeah, in there.
0: but I think he, he might have been. Whether he's under instructions, I don't know.
1: Well, we'll talk about his heir apparent coming up now. It's the Eagle Nation Waffle Wrap. All right, if you got down to the Waffle at Bassendine, Swan Districts were just way too good for West Coast. 13-16, 94 to 8 goals, 7-55. And myself, Dan and Rob were down there watching the game from the sidelines and... you were wondering where the first Eagles goal was going to come from. Yeah. And I think it took until the 26 minutes of the first quarter before we even got it behind. Mm. And that was from um, Lennon Marlin, I think, who I worked with. And he was a backman. So they were showing you how hard we were having trouble getting goals. But uh, Jermaine Jones ended up um, s- snapping our first goal in the second quarter. And that was late. So, look. I don't want to say it, but we were just outplayed, outclassed, Um, outrun. Um, And personally with me, just looking at it, you're looking at a team that probably had nine AFL listed players and then you had 13 amateurs. Yes. And you could see the stark contrast in the skill level, the fitness, and just the game plan. I don't know if it's going to be a work in progress, but... It is, it's too big a contrast. They need more Waffle Heads, experienced Waffle players, to me.
2: Rob, Rob hit the nail on the head for me, and I thought it was a great comment. He said, they're lacking about four players. If we could bring in four more players, mm. um, obviously we can't because of injuries, um, that would be the difference. And it really was... Um, the, they. I found the game mirrored the players a lot too, where a lot of the players got better as the game went on. Mm. (laughs) Uh, William, Bailey Williams, the ruck, didn't seem to be doing much, but then as the game went on, he seemed to be jumping and jumping a lot higher, which we want, because he's the one I want in the side, but he needs to get fitness and he needs to get back to his best. Um, And the player, to me, Jones was probably best on ground two, just two goals, Mm. 24 disposals, which we're just talking about the small four. 26. Came in 26, Mm. was it? But mm-hmm. for me, you got to reward Foreman. He's, he's gone on the radar, and we're not hearing many people talk about it. And I, I'm an offender of this because I love O'Neill's kicking. I'm always talking about O'Neill as the good young midfielder. You're a massive fan of True, so we hear about True a lot. But to me, Ainsworth had another 32 disposals yeah. and a goal mm-hmm. to follow up his 38 disposals and a goal the, yeah. the week before. And he no, ran, he
1: ran all day. And,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, and even the first one, we had pretty much all our young midfielders together against Perth. You know, they all put up good numbers. He had 24 then. So he hasn't had a bad game yet this season. Mm-hmm. And as I said, as supporters, we are quick to judge. It's like he's flying under the radar. And to me, and I'm a massive fan of O'Neill, but I would hesitate and I would almost want to bring Ainsworth into the side now.
1: Yeah, look. Um, he's in form. We, we sat down there and, you know, I was probably more... Looking at the AFL heads down there um, to see who was down there. There was a good batch of the boys down there Tim Kelly, um, Liam Ryan, uh, Petricelli, Oscar, Brander, Rotham, uh, Archie was down there and they were all approachable and it was really good that they get down there and support the guys. I spoke to a couple of the uh, family members of some of the players. Um, but I just, I'm looking at the Waffle as a bigger picture and And, Dan, you said it, especially when we're away and we've got nine players that are AFL-listed and the rest are top-up players, we're going to be on some big hidings Mm. or we've at least got to remain competitive. And as long as the AFL-listed players are getting a run in... Look, Mark Mark Hutchings, he... um, he came good. He came uh, 21 uh, possessions. In
0: quarter time, I thought he really started getting into the game. I watched it on the live stream. Yep. Yeah, but
1: I didn't notice did, him in the first really half.
0: He to come into the game after yep. quarter time when I saw
1: it. I didn't really notice him. Yeah. And second half was pretty good, but it was the last quarter when the game was dead that the Eagles kicked six goals in the last quarter. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the game in a whole before that, we were just, like I said, we were outclassed, outrun, yeah. and out, maybe outcoached because... They spread us really easy. We didn't put a person behind the play, and the best player for Swans, in my opinion, was an ex-Eagle, Bayoc. Taya Bayok. Yeah, he played well, and he was <coughs> electrifying. He was yeah. he was everywhere.
0: And um, I thought, look, I thought Luke Foley did his chances no. Oh no, he was well, he was
1: quite solid down
0: there. I thought he was our best defender. There's a possibility, you know, he could come in this week, depending on how Tommy Cole and um, Josh are after their head clash.
1: Luke Foley, uh, to me, he's, he's that solid defender mm. and he played a solid game and he got caught out of position a few times, but that's because of the way the ball was coming in. Um, Harry Edwards probably had one of his worst games. Mm. I didn't think he was that great at all, four possessions. Yeah,
0: it's funny you say that because then they were <coughs> raving on him, Tim Gossage and that were raving about him. Yeah, well, uh, I, the I, guy got four goals four on, four goals five on him, the guy that he played on.
1: Yeah, and, yeah, but he was... They might have been
2: reaching for a positive yeah. early on. Um, a g- Great thing for me, though. He, he didn't have a great game, but it was just so good to see young Cameron out there again. Mm. Um, his tackling pressure is a small forward that we've seen, you know, mm. his first, second year. So it was great that not only Hutch was out there again, that Cameron was out there. Obviously, they're going to need time, as will Williams. Yeah, Cameron
1: didn't um, really get into the game, did he? No, he, Free not, not, touches. not at all. It was he just
2: was, good that he's now yeah, playing long, again. It was
1: on
0: limited time, though. Yeah.
1: Um yeah. Look, we'll just quickly, before we end up, Ainsworth had 32 with a goal, uh, Foley 28, Luke Edwards, he was all right in the middle. He's, um, he, he's, he got a, a, he's looking good. He got he's a big knock. I thought he'd done his knee or something, but he went back on. Yeah. Uh, Jermaine Jones, 26, and two goals. Like you said, Dan, probably the best for the Eagles. Hutchings, 21. Ben Johnson, 17. Yeah. He's nothing of him, but he can beautiful kick of the ball. Beautiful kick. Um,
0: Jamison was going quite well too until so he got injured.
1: Yeah, he got a calf injury. Mm. He was getting a rub down on his calf. That
2: was right next to us, and we were It's like, please don't be a knee because he stood up and yep. he wobbled. I was like, don't be a knee, you know, because mm. a lot of the knee injuries, yeah. they can't move when they first happen, but then they can get up and walk on them. But
1: mm. Williams, it. But Bailey Twenty 24 hit outs. He had only two disposals for the game, but he had 24 hit outs. He put himself in the right spots, but he's very rusty. And it's people are going to bag Vardy, but... Bailey Williams ain't knocking on the door to get in yet. No.
2: He, he's the one player that like mirrored that game, as I said. The longer the game went on, he wasn't jumping much in the first quarter, and then all of a sudden he was jumping, and he's yeah. got a massive... It's, confidence.
1: it's, it's confidence. Yeah, it's yeah. confidence. It's a sec, oh, Second
0: game back. He's coming off ankle injury, and, and you've got to grab... And, it
1: and he started winning the taps, and... He, he was
0: tapping to Ainsworth very well. Yeah. yeah. well, I, I, saw a couple of, I saw about five or six yeah, in a row as he... Beautifully tapped to tap. Yeah, got, to his ruck work was good because yeah. he
2: just he just could jump so much higher than yeah. everyone
1: else. I, I took photos on the on the day and uh, 70% of were him because of the amount of stoppages that were happening around the game, so um, look, he's only going to get better look, the Eagles come up against CB Echo this week at Leadable, um, at 3.10, so <laughs> the game isn't available unless you got a West Australian subscription, uh, that's the only way you're going to be able to watch the game this week, so if you can't see it through that, get down to the leadable. leadable. It's straight after the Eagles versus Cats at Cardinia. So get down there and see some of the boys that could be pressing for a game. And like you said, we'll talk about a couple of the players again in the next segment in Bounce Town and who's going to come in. And Ainsworth's going to probably figure strongly, I think.
2: Yeah, I'd like to talk to him a bit
1: more. We'll mm. leave that for the next yep. segment. All right,
0: let's get on to Bounce Town. It's bounce down.
1: Bounce down Geelong at Alphabet Stadium, as I call it, GMHBA Stadium. They need to change that. That's a a way for... I I know sponsors, you know, pay a lot of money, but Jesus Christ, get a different sponsor. I call it (laughs) shit-o. I hate the joint. It's a very narrow ground. Look, it's been 15 long, long years since we've won there, and it was round 10 uh, Saturday, the 3rd of June, and there was only 20,000 people there and we kicked 12 of the last, well, 12 goals to five after half time. and Chris Judd didn't play, that's how long ago it was, Adam Hunter was one of the stars of the day, Daniel Kerr, uh, it was one of those games where you're never going to forget.
0: Captain. Yeah, you kick 50 goal from 50, 55 yeah. metres out.
1: You're never going to forget it. Yeah. And the reason was you're never going to forget it. it's because it's the last time we've ever won there, <laughs> and um, and the following week we did it again against Carlton. Oh. But um, so on that I I looked at the last six times we've met, and it's three apiece, but it's at our home games, mm-hmm. so it's home g- ground advantage. So if you went on history to say Geelong are going to win this, uh, it is a very far- narrow ground, but. It's, it's very much it's, like Subiaco.
2: That's that's the thing. Is like It's funny that we couldn't win there back in the day because it was very much like uh, Subi. The only thing that gives me confidence is that all the noise around it, the fact we can't win there, is very similar to... Yeah. Remember 2018, we couldn't beat the Pies at MCG. It had yeah. been decades since we'd beaten the yeah. Pies. I think they said something like it was in the 90s or something. And they haven't beat us at the G since... 2017 now. yeah, And the, the noise around that time was very similar to this. The well, record was so damning against us.
1: Well, it's a, it's a, I just got that same feel. Mm. It's one of the last 2Ds we need to erase. Yeah. It's that and SCG. And we got both of them this year. Yeah. So, history says that we probably won't win it. But... Um, like you said, Dan, anything can happen. History is there to be rewritten. Um, we've got a lot of players. That, let's look at the injuries. Josh Kennedy's a test. Um, Luke Shuey, round 14. Uh, after talking to him, he said it was definitely eight weeks, which was round 14. Mm-hmm. Um, it's after the bye. Venables won't be playing this year, so we can put a line for him. Uh, Brennan Archie, I think. Did you talk to him or Rob talking? Yeah,
2: him? Uh, Brendan Archie says he's going to be back for the waffle next week, which is good. a mm. Bit more strength. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, mm. So he had a hammy. Um, Elliot Yo spoke to him briefly as he did the intro at the start of the show. Um, he said he's in a good place now and he should be playing before Chewy But he said, but so he said he's in a good place. See how it goes and if keeps rolling, who knows? Liam Ryan, well. No one knows exactly if it's a fracture or a hot spot or a mm. whatever it is, but he won't be playing before the, the bye either. No. So that's a big chunk of footy out there. And Jack Petricelli's still another three weeks away with his uh, hammy. It was a grade three tear, so he was lucky he didn't have to have um, surgery on it. Mm. Oh, surgery, yeah, you'd never want that.
2: No. Especially no. if it's torn off the back. And he, or like
1: that. he's coming off hammies from last year where he had hammy problems. Same as Luke Shuey, so, you know, maybe there is an underlying issue there. Who knows? Let's hope not. But let's hope he gets back uh, pretty quick because he the last game he played was brilliant Geelong's injury list, well there's not many of them Higgins, he's fought eight weeks with a hammy and a broken thumb I think, Uh, Simpson he's still two weeks away of a quad and Cooper Stevens who they picked with pick 16 that we gave him for Tim Kelly is out for two weeks, so they're pretty good when you look at their list, Mm. should we go through their list boys?
0: Nah no. uh, We know it's gonna
1: be yeah. Danger nah. I so. wanna go through the list, right?
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cameron's in for his first game, yeah. so a lot of noise about that. They're gonna feed him, Oregon, so they're gonna be we're gonna be ready for that. The A graders, Hawkins, Dangerfield, Soward Duncan, Menangola, Bivlax, Tommy Stewart, Guffrey, I even included Tui in there and Isaac Smith. Those names in any team would you sit there and go, Yeah, it's a decent friggin' squad yeah. to have. And then you've got your little players around him like Parfit. He, he had a great game last week. Um, Myers, Rowan, I don't really rate Rowan much, but he can hurt you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clark, Stanley and The Rock. Now, this is where we've got to dominate because this is where they don't have a good ruck. Mm-hmm. Stanley's doing a bit of the ruck. Do they bring in Radigalia? He hasn't played this year. He's ready to go. Henderson and Dalhouse. So that's basically the Cats team. On paper, it looks really good. It is. But it looks really good, but they're not playing good football.
2: The, they're getting the wins, but it's the thing that worries me is if we don't run over the top of them, even if we win, it's a close game. I think it's going to be a, a, a bad spectacle to watch. Their games aren't exciting games to watch. They're slow. They're methodic. Um, they haven't adapted to the play on rule. Um, oh, sorry, man on the mark rule. That's encouraging the play on. So I, I just hope it's actually a good game.
1: So that might work in our favour
2: then? Yeah, very much so. Um, they, they're, As I said, they're not actually in good form, but neither were the Saints, and we played them in the form yeah. and then they dropped off the
0: cliff again. <laughs> we, we play everyone in the form. Yeah, we so we
2: do it. Oh, like, simple as that. I'm just glad they got the win, because if mm-hmm. they'd lost to Ruse last week, I would have given us no bloody chance of beating them, mm-hmm. because the Vic teams, when they get have a bad loss in Victoria the media slams them and they come out firing next week because that's exactly what happened to us last week Um, so I agree with uh, hopefully Nick can have a big one because that's been their weakness it always has been their weakness Um, but it's funny how you talked about the Tim Kelly pick because I mean with the injuries we've had this year imagine if we'd never got that trade done Mm. imagine our midfield right now if Tim Kelly wasn't in there you would tag Sheed And
1: Mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned... That's it. That's it. Goodbye. Yep. But, hey, that's what we've got youngsters on the list for. They have to be exposed at some time. So if they're good enough, they should be able to play. Um, Like you said, I think you just said we play teams in the form. Is that because of the way we play? Our precision precision kicking and marking game? Is that the reason why... Teams believe they're a chance of us regardless? I think
0: that I think teams believe that when the no Eagles go to go away from um, Optus, they just believe we're a chance to win this because they don't play well away from home anymore. Again. Um, but it, in, in saying
1: that, LA. in the last five years, our record away's been Brent.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: As far as I'm you know what concerned, I mean? I've always said this, you need to win 50% of your away games. Yeah. If you can make your home a fortress and win 50%, you're a top four fine, top two. Yeah. But I know you love the stats, Wayne, so here's one for you. <laughs> and it relates to what you said, and it's not even footy. Did you know in golf you were several times more likely likely to score a birdie after a bogey than you are a par. Is, is that, that your not ball out? No, that's not ten <laughs> ball app. But it is. If, you, if a golfer hits a bogey, he's so much more likely to hit a birdie the next round than he is a park. And you that's it? what happens to us. I feel it's unlucky that. that and as I say, it gets back to the I big media it. slabbing them. They have a bad game, so they're like, right, we got to come out and fire boys. You touched on it last year at the final. Collingwood is getting slammed. They're no good. They're a dirty club, yeah. you know. And you fired them up and sadly, it happens to the Eagles all the time. I think it's a coincidence that we play a team that's been fired up all week over external stuff.
1: Well, that's the analogy of the week and you're going to have to have another one no, every week like, now. Can you tell me how to do that? Because I play golf and every time I hit a bogey, I get a double bogey <laughs> the next yeah. one. Well, I'm, playing, oh, golf. I'm playing golf this Sunday, so I remember oh, that. Yeah. Um, quickly, uh, he comes in for the Eagles. I can't see us going in too tall again. I think either Kennedy doesn't play or Waterman doesn't play.
0: I don't uh, see too many changes, to be honest. Yeah, I at think At all, if any.
1: I, think, I just can't see this guy on that tall.
2: Yeah, right. that being, being a narrow side, but, it's going to be hard to switch from side to side, which we like to do. Yeah. Use the wings. So a tall side could be better because you've got to be a bit more direct, so you've got to use your marking. As far as I'm going to you know, I even said probably, I'm a massive fan of O'Neill. He only had 10 disposals. Didn't play the week before because of, the, you know, yeah. the emergency rules. I'd bring Ainsworth in for O'Neill and that one change. Um, and depending on the role you touched on it too if Langdon's playing a shutdown forward role or something like that or a lockdown you know a defensive forward so mm-hmm. to speak then maybe keep Langdon but then Jones coming off a of best on and I know it's not good to keep that position rotating but you do have to reward people that are performing at waffle level and Jones two goals, Would you say, 26 disposals. That's a great game for yeah. the forward. Maybe then he comes in for Landon. That's the only two I can think
0: of. My only thing here this week, you're bringing Ainsworth. Gary deserves a chance. I think Rob did go put it there. He's, he's probably a little bit slow, a bit one-paced. I don't This is this is the ground for him to be coming in this week. That's just my view. And I, I don't for see us making too many... Do you shut points. down a player? No? Do you shut down a player or is it... Well everyone go for we, it. I don't know, if we're gonna shut down, who are we shutting down, but I think we've got to shut down if anyone, Dangerfield.
2: Or men and
0: But the guy I think needs to be shutting down. Guthrie, to me. Uh no well I think Tom Stewart's the man to be shut down on the on their back line. He is their link to everything. Yeah, he's a good player, um, He is the link. He he is the roaming he's like a roaming midfielder in the back line. Right. If you watch, he's very really. he's not like Shep who pick someone up. He just He's a great reader of the game, and he rebounds so well out of that back line. I'd love to see Jamie Cripps go to him and say, Right, Cripsy, don't let him get a friggin' kick on you and let you get. Giving up a bit know, of height, but. Yeah. See, I don't know. Maybe. I don't You've know. know if, do something. Yeah, I
2: don't know if that's the role Langdon's playing. That's what I am saying. If he's playing a defensive forward role, mm. then it's exactly what yeah. you said with that matchup it would be yeah. perfect for him, you
1: know. All right? before Dan gives us his tinfoil hat, um, winner in margin. Oh, I hate tipping I always tip eagles but if you're a betting man I wouldn't tip them
2: no. that's the best I'll give you was
1: it? well actually if you're a betting man you should tip on them because you get a good odds sure, so get, you get to sports better I don't endorse uh, betting but get to TAB touch I or
0: I gamble responsibly every week I say it's always one in the middle but I think this week and I said to you guys before the start I think it's going to be one in the defence defence areas All right. will Blitzard who will Blitzards go to will he go to, if JK's playing will he, will he go to him will he go to Jack or will he go to Oscar he'll go to Oscar Brass sure. is going to go on Cameron yeah uh, Gov, oh, McGovern oh, will go yeah I think government McGovern Gov will go to oh, Brass Cameron Brass will go Cam- Hawkins Ho- Cam- Hawkins always pays full four. alright um, what's your tinfoil hat mate
2: quickly alright crinkle 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 tinfoil hat comes on all right, so this one's not even Eagles-related. Um, oh, it is slightly. So a lot has been talked about, Cripps, will he leave, won't he leave? Um, the only word we're hearing is that if he does leave, it's for WA. It's to come home kind of thing. He does want to play in finals. So that leaves Fremantle, and it leaves Eagles. Now, here's the funny tidbit, right? This is where the para- not para- the tinfoil hat really comes on. So, Shera from Fremantle is an uncontracted player. And everyone knows AFL's a business, right? Rumour is that Carl, uh, Carlton have put a ridiculous bid in for Chera. They have? Ridiculous contract. They're not going for Chera. Mm. What they're doing is making his market value so high, Freo then has to improve it and then use up a lot more of their salary cap to keep him, so meaning they cannot pay crips, crips as much. So I think mm. it's a strategy, and I think it's a very smart business strategy. Right, you're uncontracted player. We're going to push his market
1: value up so you can't take our gun. I never thought of it that way, and when you think about it that way, it makes sense. What, what's good it?
0: It's good, eh? It's good. It would be fun if he accepts it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Dan's thing every week he's got to have a tin tinfoil hat and an analogy. So tune in next week because I'm eager just to find out what both of them are. It's been a long show, but it's a good show. Um, join us on Facebook, Twitter, and what's that one? Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> Had a bit of a pause there. And uh, it's on all the podcast platforms. So um, see you next week. See you guys.
0: All right, see you.